This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Coach, we're ready to play. Full house here today. I'm John A. Tate. This is the Sporting Record. James Tate's on the knobs and dials. Yeehaw. And M. Collard standing right next to me without any perspex between us. Howdy. It's nice. It's nice to be we within, can, what is it? We can reach 1. out 1.5. I know. If that's appropriate. So, uh, <laughs> moderately breaking news, the, uh, the COVID glass that separated everybody in the studio mm. has been removed as of about last week or so, Yeah, and we're all much closer together now. And it feels more normal, doesn't it? Have we got a big show of uh, women's sport today? Sport, 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 women, 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 fum, fum, fum. Fum, 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 fum. We do. We do indeed. Before we get started, though... The Sporting Record would like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation as the traditional custodians of the land from which we broadcast this program and on which much of our local sport is played. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging, emerging and acknowledge that sovereignty has never been ceded. We'd also like to pay our respects to the incredible contribution of the First Nations athletes to this country's sporting life. Well said, Em. So... World Cup fever. Well, when we broke off last week, we were pretty excited because the uh, the first uh, game involving Australia in the World Cup, FUM, uh, was about to start. Yes, so the the World Cup kicked off, of course, and you, you, you list out there in listener land probably know all about this because it's getting smashed in the media in a great way. Yeah. Uh, but New Zealand got up uh, our... You know, our cousins over the seas. Mm-hmm. Across the ditch, as yes, they say. Yes, across the ditch, across a vast expanse of, of, of stuff. Uh, and they got up, and that's their first ever World Cup win, I believe. It is indeed. In their history. So an enormous enormous day for the New Zealanders. And a few Kiwis I knew were p- pretty pumped about that. Yeah, huge, huge win. And also, as a little nice addition to their win, the captain, uh, whose name is Ali Riley is the, um, yeah, it's a fifth, I think, fifth World Cup. Um, and the and FIFA this year have decided to put a ban, or not a ban, like very strict guidelines on the sort of armbands that players can wear, particularly the captain's um, bands on their shirts. So there was a One Love band that was completely like FIFA said, no, you're not allowed to wear it. And it was meant to be in support of LGBTQ, um, QI plus people. And they said, no, you can't wear that. So instead, and during her interview post match, you could see that she painted her fingernails in the color of the pride flag on one hand and the trans flag on the other and made a, didn't, it wasn't like she was really emotional and she was just putting her hands up to her face, I think as part of that, but it was helpful because you could see the color of her nails because they're not allowed to wear the armband 
So she put it, painted her nails instead and, and it did it that way, which I thought was pretty cool. FIFA really are the fun police, aren't they? They have had hey. some extraordinary oh. policies around the World Cup um, I think in the lead up to this. Look, and this is common knowledge, but it's also a very technical term as well for the kind of people who run an organisation like FIFA. I think the correct term for people like them are dickheads. Yes, actually I've heard that too. It is The technical term I is in fact dickheads. I believe that the FIFA organisation is full of them. Yes. They just make bizarre choices like that. So, granted, part of this is that they don't want a lot of sponsorship outside of the official sponsors and things, and, mm-hmm. and that's a good thing, I think. Less sponsors, more focus on the For games. instance, the arenas they're playing in, they've taken the sponsor name off and they just call it, you know, the Perth Stadium or whatever it is. The Melbourne Rectangular Stadium, yeah, Stadium yeah. Australia. I don't mind that. And I think that's enhanced the viewing experience, personally. But then they, they take things too far, like, the, you know, the banning the bands and that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, come on. I think there's – and I think that's where it starts to get murky is the issue of, like, difference between sponsorship and, like, genuine political actions or statements and just kind of putting them all in – Lumping them all together oh, and saying, yeah. no, nah, we'll have none of it. It's not even a political statement. It's just life statements. You it's know? just people. This is what I believe in. You know, yeah. It's life. Values. Culture. Good for the world. Come yes, on. Absolutely. And so, as uh, Groucho Marx once said, if you don't like my values, well, I have others. Ah. <laughs> How egalitarian of him. <laughs> yeah. That didn't really help, did it? No. <laughs> No. So, uh, yes, the curtain raiser of New Zealand uh, beating Norway was monumental. And Norway's Huge. a good bloody team. Norway's a, a great team. Norway is a good team. So then, of course, we had the the big main event, mm-hmm. you know, Australia against Ireland. Yes. Which, you know, we, we kind of want the Irish to go pretty well, don't we? But Australia was playing and bang, biggity boo, we won 1-0. Bang, biggity. And, you know, that's exactly how it went because for a, for a while in that game it was – Oh, a bit touch and go. The Irish were coming. They were come, And in the game against Canada last night as well, they were really on top. And the goal that they scored, um, McCabe scored from the corner. Oh, wasn't it great? It was a beautiful goal. Fantastic. And you, you love it. And they were taking it to Canada. Like the first half, Ireland were all over them. And like, it was great to see, really. They, it's unfortunate that they have lost two because I don't think it's a reflection on how well they've mm. played. They've come games. up against two, uh, two pretty... Fire and hot teams. So yeah. for Australia, our goal was scored by Stephanie Catley in the 52nd minute. It was a penalty. It was a fair enough penalty. I don't see much controversy as no, well. I don't, especially no. because they have a very good uh, review system in the soccer, mm. in the football. Yes. Uh, where they actually just stop play and every single contentious call, bang, goes up to the third umpire. Yeah, or the the the, v- the the VAR video assistant, assistant referee, referee. That's the VAF, the one. can the VAF. So that was all fair enough. Bit of a nail biter we got through, and you now know, we're on to our next game. The measure, one measure of a good team, is your depth. Mm. So it's going to be testing Australia now because a couple of injuries. Everyone yeah. talk about Sam Kerr, but it's more than just Sam Kerr. I mean, it, it is well, Mary Mary Fowler who scored the one end. Uh, winning goal, I suppose, against France in the friendly mm-hmm. uh, a couple of weeks ago at Marvel Stadium. Um, she's out as well. She yes. sustained an injury. Someone else is out. So they, Ivy Lewick. Yeah. Also got concussion. How hard do these girls train? They're getting concussed in training. Yeah, that's concerning. It's the uh, the bring your mouth guards rule. 
Yeah. You know, and for those who uh, haven't encountered that term, bring your mouth guard is basically what happens when you don't play well or, you know, you need a hard session. And bring your mouth guards means full contact. We're going to hurt each other tomorrow because we need to toughen up or something like that. Uh, not saying the Matildas need to. They're tough enough as it is. Um, so tomorrow we've got our next game. Is that right? Tonight. Yes. Tom- tonight. tonight. Oh, dear. Tonight we do. Yes. It's going to be great. It is going to be great. It's worth a watch. It will be on uh, Channel 7, I presume, yes. for free. Yes, yes, and you can okay. watch it online as well. You might have Bruce... Uh, Bruce... McIlvaney. McIlvaney anchoring the show. Bruce the voice and he's gushing. He just gushes. <laughs> he's... Lo- He's lost the plot, I poor old Bruce. I don't know why they and, wheeled him out. And all he does, you know, he, he's getting older. I think he does have cancer as well. Oh, so geez. good on you, Bruce. But he, his commentary has, has gone off a cliff. <laughs> put him put him trackside at an athletics track. Oh, he's fantastic. no one. Yeah. Put yeah. him anywhere else and he... he, he Probably, he, yeah, take it all in. It's a know, gush fest. It's a gush fest. But nonetheless, uh, they've gotten some um, pretty good past players on the coverage as well, yeah, Channel 7. excellent. So uh, commendations to them for not stuffing this up too much. Yeah. Um, so we're playing Nigeria tomorrow. Now, Nigeria's yeah, not a strong team tonight. Jeez Louise, I'm no. losing the plot myself. <laughs> the old Bruce McAvaney. Um, so tonight at 8 p.m. on uh, Channel 7, you know, or go to your local pub, yep. stimulate the economy with some beers. You can do that. Um, and we're expected to win this one. But we do have some depth, depth issues. Dangerous words. Yeah, that is dangerous words, especially considering um, one of, well, considered to be the best player in Africa as a striker for the Nigerian team. Oh. Is in there? Well, we've got four strikers. Uh, one's concussed, one's got a calf injury, one's playing, and the other one's coming back from an ACL. Yeah, look, it's not um, the strongest... <laughs> <laughs> Why not? We could prob- possibly And do? Nigeria the other day drew with Canada. Mm. And we were just talking about how Canada just scraped over the line against a roaring island. Mm. And Nigeria also had a red card that game, which means they were down oh. one player. Oh, really? I didn't realise that. And they still drew. So Nigeria's I think, coming. I think the red cardee is a pretty good player too that they're going to have out. Canada mm. as well won the gold medal in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that recently as well, like they, they're a great team. This is actually quite an interesting pool um, to be drawn in and to see how these results all go. Yes. So we're halfway through the group stage. So there's a couple of weeks to go. Mm. Um, in uh, Next week, yeah, next week, I've invited our soccer consultant... Friend of the show. And he, he lets me use the word soccer. Great. Rather than football. Uh, Jason Polak, ex-socceroo. We're gonna, he's going to call in and we'll just get some real expert views. Some red-hot advice. Yeah, red-hot. So that'll be... I think the group stages might be over by next Thursday and we're going, heading into quarterfinals. Interesting to see where things will be at by that point. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, we'll get some... Uh, yeah. Red hot takes. A former socceroo to actually yeah, put brilliant. us in a place. Now, now that you, you happen to bring up red hot takes, and I do have one myself. Here we go. So to set the scene, the World Cup so far has been a success. The games have been of a high quality. They've been intense. Um, a couple underdogs have won along the way. You know, Philippines beat New Zealand the they other did. day, which yep. is pretty good. Yep. You know, it's all, it's all bloody happening. Um, but 
once again, Saudi Arabia's found a way oh, to make it about them. <laughs> to, to take the limelight away from a good thing happening in the world and make it about them. So, the other day, a couple of days ago, probably the best player in the world at the moment in the men's game, Kylian Mbappe, he's also a young player, so he's got a lot mm-hmm. of potential in him. Yes. Uh, received a contract offer from a Saudi Arabian club for $1.1 billion US, and that's billion with a B. A B. And six, Four, big old B. Six zeros. Yep. For one year at a Saudi Arabian club. That's absurd. Now, this is by far the, the, the most enormous contract we've ever seen in a sporting context in any way, any, shape, in history. Or form. This is just, even even this is just bonkers. Like career earnings for people don't even add up to this amount for like some of the biggest names in sporting history. Their career earnings. Yeah, you know, endorsements and all that. You know, Michael Jordan. No, no, so nowhere near it. This guy could come a, become a billionaire by playing one year in the Saudi Arabian League. So they've done this during the Women's World Cup. Mm. Given this contract over, they could have done it beforehand. They gave out some offers beforehand. They could have done it after. They're, they're probably going to be more offers. But they chose, you know, midway through the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Get the limelight back on Saudi Arabia. And it has taken the world by storm. Athletes everywhere are posting about it, you know, in the basketball community in America. LeBron James and Giannis Antetokounmpo and Draymond Gray. They're all talking about it. Everyone wants that bag from Saudi Arabia. And I posit it's not about making money for them. It's not about turning profit. And it's not about even getting him to sign the deal. Mm. If he did, well, that's a boon. It's about the publicity. Yeah. It's about taking those eyeballs and getting it on Saudi Arabia. What an investment. Yeah. And considering that Cristiano Ronaldo signed with the Saudi Arabian club as well, it's starting to be like a consistent like, oh, we're looking we're looking there more. It's like, oh, that's happened once. Okay, interesting. And now that offer's come out. And even if it's not taken... Like you say, it's people getting their heads turned and being like, what's what's going on? What's happening over here? Like, let's have our interest peak there. And like, even with the golf, um, that whole situation with the golf where they tried to, you know, poach a lot of players and have their own tour and it was backed by mm. Saudi Arabian investors and such. Yeah. And it's it's disappointing that all of the nuance is not taken – it's just about, oh, look at this bag. Look how much money we can wa- make rather than like, is th- this is just so problematic on so many levels. No one, why, it's absurd that anyone could earn that much money from literally p- playing a sport, yeah. let alone on top of the conditions for women in that country or like the conditions of people's living in anywhere in the world. Like there, it's just, just numerous and, issues. And, and this is from the public investment fund. You know, it's not from a couple single investors. This is from the, the government, basically, yeah. from, the, uh, from, from the big dog in charge. Mm. Okay, Em. So if you were Killian's manager, yes. what would you advise him to do? Well, I actually believe he's turned it down. You'd be getting 10% as his manager. <laughs> oh. um, I think you'd have to like it's a it's an absurd amount of money, but he's already making absurd amounts of if money. If he's turned it down, while well, he is a hero, I think he has. No, I'm, I'm fairly certain he has. Let me, I'll I'll double check that uh, real potential time. Potential breaking news here on the sporting record: <laughs> the Kylian Mbappe has turned down the 1.1 billion <laughs> US. So it's about what's that? 1.6 oh. Australian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. 
Um, yeah, he has refused to even negotiate with them. He's um, M- Mbappe refused six hours ago. Mbappe refuses to talk um, oh. as the mega deal dealt crushing blow. So no chance. M- Mbappe refuses to negotiate. Breaking news from the fastest thumbs in radio. Oh yeah, those thumbs are going overtime, and that's why we pay you the big bucks on this. <laughs> I uh, am. Show. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm totally, here for the for the billion dollar contract. This <laughs> totally voluntarily run show. Yeah. <laughs> um, nonetheless, so that's that's great news. So good on you, Killian. Hopefully that mm. sets a precedent because Saudi Arabia should be investing at least one point one billion dollars into their human rights reform <laughs> and into their country and those sorts of things. Uh, you know, it's a matter of priorities. Yep. But I digress. So that's taken away a lot of um, a lot of media attention, a lot of speculation about the World Moon's World Cup, which is a roaring success. Mm. And I think that is quite annoying and sad. Yeah, absolutely. It's very annoying because there's some footballers in there that are, have, you know, people like, um, what's her name, Lucy Bronze, who is from England. She's like one of the best defenders in the league, has won multiple Champion League leagues trophy with Lyon and Barcelona. We've got the Nigerian um, attacker who we'll be seeing tonight playing against Australia, who has won women's African Women's Football Player of the Year five times out of the possible eight that she's been a professional footballer, and she's 20. Like, things like mm-hmm. this that are ridiculous and like you'd be hearing about in the men's game, but we're just not getting that... Um, we're just not hearing about it as much because of bloody stuff. Like, they're not even playing a game. I think that's also what infuriates, infuriates me about the AFL off-season in Victoria is that the back page of the – like, which is the sports section of any newspaper, somehow mid-off-season mid off will still be with AFL headlines. <laughs> yeah. It's infuriating. Oh. And uh, to foreshadow what's coming at the end of the program – one one such headline is uh, Dugowie's in the news again. Oh. Gee, you'd think he'd, he'd learn his lesson. Uh, that's going to be in a song coming up later in the program. Can't bloody wait. So, Can we give a nepotism warning? Uh, uh, yes. Blatant so, nepotism. If you have any kids up. in the car, just let them know there's going to be some nepotism happening. Big so, old um, nepotism here at Community Radio. <laughs> so we'll go to a few ads and then we'll get to the other great women's event happening in the world, the Tour de France Femme. How good. The fears are Palestinian scarves, and they're a symbol of support for justice for the Palestinian people. Buying one will support the last remaining factory in Hebron that makes the fears, and all proceeds from the sales support projects in Palestine, especially Gaza, as well as local solidarity organisations. From the traditional black and white kafir to an array of modern designs. Explore the range and order online or drop by 3CR during business hours. Wear your support for the rights of Palestinians. Go to kafiyas.org.au. That's K-U-F-I-Y-A-S.org.au. A 3CR supporter. Hiroshima Day Rally for Peace and Against Nuclear Submarines, AUKUS and War. 
Nationwide commemorations and events will be held on the 78th anniversary of the US dropping nuclear bombs on the Japanese cities of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Join millions of people across the world in sending a powerful message, never again. On Sunday, 6th of August at 1pm at the State Library of Victoria. For more information, you can visit the Facebook page No Orcas Coalition Vic, a 3CR supporter. Speaking of Hiroshima Day, I went and saw Oppenheimer yesterday. Oh, yeah? Ah, one of the blockbusters. It's a bit of a science nerd. I quite enjoyed it from that aspect. You didn't see Barbie afterwards? No, I didn't see Barbie. I'd be open to seeing that. Anyway, don't change the topic. Sorry, sorry. Uh, This is serious. Barbenheimer, yes. Um, What was I going to say? So I, I was just a bit disappointed, though, that they downplayed the horror of Hiroshima. Yes. You yeah. know? Yes. James and I have just both been to the uh, Hiroshima Peace Park and it is just awful, the most awful thing maybe that's ever happened in the world. And they mentioned it and they showed a few things, but, you know... They danced around it. They did, but yes. That's all I wanted to say. So, Hiroshima Day Rally, get down, everybody. <laughs> um, so, the uh, like we said, the other big women's sporting event going on in the world is the... Tour de France Femme, which took off just as the men's Tour de France finished. So a nice little bookmark there, which is good. And Australia has a total of 12 women riding in this year's race, which is a phenomenal effort. That's huge. It's enormous. Yeah. Uh, The men's also had 12 in the the men's Tour de France. So Australian cycling is looking pretty good. It's it's Can I run through a few well. of them just so we get some names that we can yes, recognise? Yes, of course. Um, Absolutely. So it's, uh, we're probably about halfway through it now. Um, Amanda Spratt's the best Aussie at this point. She's 24th in the, uh, in the uh, general class- classification. Let me update you there, John. Oh. Uh, Amanda Spratt's up to 13th. Oh, oh. oh there you go. Yeah. My information might well have been yesterday. But anyway, so she's probably the leading Aussie at this point in the general but uh, there's some other great riders there, Grace Brown and others. Jaco Alula, the Australian team, sponsored by Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Yes. Uh, if you hadn't heard a previous program, Alula, the sponsor, is actually a, 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 ta- a city in Saudi Arabia, and they're after tourism. Mm. So they've sponsored the Australian Jaco team. But anyway, apart from that, they've got four Australian riders riding with them. And... Um, the big night's going to be Saturday night. If you want to watch one night of the Tour de France Femme, Saturday night's the one. Mm. They ride up the uh, famous mountain in the Pyrenees called Tourmalet, oh. and it's a finish. The finish is on the Tourmalet. It's a that, big one. Of that stage. It's a big one. It'll be really, really difficult. And that leads into stage eight, which is the final stage, which is an individual time trial. So that'll be interesting too. And the individual time trial, which is the eighth and final stage of the women's race, um, the Australian Grace Brown, who's the Australian time trial champion, ah, okay. has a very good chance of winning that day. And, interesting. And Grace's sights are firmly set on it. She's racing for the FDJ Suez team. Yes. Oh. So none of the Australian riders are quote-unquote uh, ready or good enough to be the leader of their team, trying to win the overall race. Mm-hmm. So they're supporting their team leaders in their bids to win. To win the um, yellow yellow jersey. Yes, with some playing some pretty important roles, you know. Mm. But basically a couple of them are uh, the two I see, the second in charge. Nice. And they're all still there. There's been no withdrawals from the No Aussies. withdrawals so far, and we're doing pretty well. So Amanda Spratt's 13th. Uh, the next best is Grace Brown. 
And so Grace as well, if she wins the time trial, obviously assists her team, presumably, but mm. does she get, is there a jersey for that? Yeah, it's a stage win. Yeah, nice. So uh, for the cycling novices out there, including UM. That's me. Yes, thank you. <laughs> a stage win at the Tour de France. So not winning the whole thing. So to win the whole thing, you have the best uh, the, the shortest time overall. The general classification. The general classification. That's winning the whole thing. But having eight stages, there's eight races within the race. Yes. So to win one day of racing, you know, just being the first over the line that day, is usually the highlight of your career. Mm. If you do that once, then you can die happy. Yeah, okay. That's, that's the cycling life. Yep. You know, you're always working for your team leader who gets all the glory. But if you happen to get a stage win... By golly, you've done well. So Australia has a good chance of getting one, which is pretty exciting. It is very exciting. So nice. uh, this is not a paid sponsorship or anything, but it's all on SBS On Demand. Yes. Or on SBS on your channel, you know, they show So you can there. stay up late and watch it live. Yes. Or you can wake up in the morning and get a, a smaller package and get the highlights. And if you like tourism shows... This is the best one there is. It's actually fantastic. I've this watched a couple with um, Jimmy while watching the men's and um, watched a little cooking show happen and watched a little bit of, <laughs> you know, just some France, French countryside. It was do, quite do delightful. You, do you follow up and cook some of the recipes? You see them cooking there? Um, on the... Well, the particular one I watched was just a whole fish with <laughs> caviar in it and I ate neither of those things. So, unfortunately <laughs> not, but... You know, all credit to them. It, it looked delicious, if you're so that way inclined. I am. Do you know what I'm holding in my hand right now? That looks like, to me, a Quality Used Cars vinyl. It's the new record from Quality Used Cars. Hey. It's just arrived from the print, printing press now. Hot so, off the presses. So this is hot off the presses yes. uh, prior to release to the public. And this is, this <laughs> is the nepotism warning as well. Yes, because I'm not public. I'm a parent. If 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 you're sensitive to uh, strong nepotistic themes, then please uh, cover your ears now. And there's one very bad Look word away. at the end, but we might not get that far into it. You won't notice the bad word. Now, the excuse for playing it on the sporting record is that there is a reference to Jordan Goey in there. Because mm. the basic premise of the song... It's called Me and Damon Drinking Beers at the Grandview Hotel. And Jordan Dugowie is a men's football player for the Collingwood Football Club who's, who's been in a lot of trouble. He's been in the nightclub in Bali having a fight and all that sort in of New stuff. In New York having a fight. In New York having a fight, yeah. you know, sexual assault allegations. So Bad it's two man. mates getting together at the Grandview Hotel in Brunswick, Brunswick West, I suppose it is, uh, and they're just talking about stuff. So sport comes up and that's what the song is. That's what the song is. Let's have a listen. So we're going to lead, we're going to end the program with this one. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is Quality Used Cars uh, with a song titled Me and Damon Drinking Beers at the Grandview Hotel, which is naturally about uh, Francis and Damon Drinking Beers (laughs) at the Grandview Hotel. So I hope you enjoy it and look out for the sporting reference. Listen to that crackle. It's a new record. Shouldn't be crackle on it. It sounds beautiful. Asking mate how about a pint or three I ask how about the grand view And we laugh about the irony You could spend life climbing mountains You could spend it scaling walls Shit there's not much I wouldn't do For a grander view of it all But I keep waiting I keep waiting